0: Hey, I want to welcome you to this edition of Bible News Radio. As you all know, I'm your sweet host, Stacey Lynn Harp. Glad that you are there on that side of the camera watching this video. And I want to ask, would you please share this out? Remember, sharing is caring, people. Yeah, it is. Um, and I want to wish you a early Merry Christmas, um, just because it's almost Christmas time. And, um, you know, if you you're watching our videos, you see this little Christmas tree behind me. I've had that thing for like, I don't know, 20 years at least. (laughs) And it's not decorated, just so you know. But anyway, um, I also want to invite you to go over to hearttug.org or biblenewsradio.com and check out our website on there. You will learn more about what we do. And I'm really um, excited, honestly, about, about next year coming up. Um, beginning in January, we will be launching another Bible study uh, that I'm really looking forward to. Looking forward to doing that because we're going to be talking about how do you, how do you walk the walk that you talk, <laughs> and um, it's going to be cool because it's going to we're going to be looking at, you know, how do you walk as a Christian, right? And so this study in particular is is going to be looking at the book parts of of the book of Ephesians it's only a six-week study but um, if you're on my email list which you can sign up there at the website then you will be getting more information about that we are going to sponsor the first 20 people that sign up we're going to buy your book for you we're going to send it to you and you're going to come into the study and for six weeks we're going to we're going to look at what it's like to be a disciple and how to walk The walk of being a believer. Because, do you know, it's hard. A lot of people will say they're a Christian, but are they really? How do you know? Well, you know by how people walk, right? So... That's what we're looking forward to. Also, don't forget, you can donate over there at hearttug.org or biblenewsradio.com. If you want to donate, do an end-of-year donation, that would be awesome. Help us reach our goal of $5,000 to start off the new year great. That would be wonderful. Currently, we're at $805 of that goal. So if you want to help us get that goal, that would be awesome. Still got about, you know, what, 15 days left or so, give or take, in the month. All right, now I am going to do something unprecedented here uh, in the history of my show. Generally, I do not do this. If you know me at all, you know that I don't. Um, But today I want to share with you part of a devotion from a book, from a Christian book I have. And I'm very, very picky about Christian books that I promote uh, because there's so much heresy out there and there's so much garbage uh, that's not biblical That I, I, you know, I, I know that if I recommend something, you might go get it. So I'm very careful with what I promote, but this book, I, you know, I want you, if you want a good devotional, then I can recommend this book without hesitation. It's called 31 days meditating on the majesty of Jesus. And this is an older book. It's by Jack Hayford and Dick Eastman. Um, and, I love this book. I actually first listened to this book as an audio book, and I loved it so much listening to it that I was like, you know what, I need to get this book in print because this book is encouraging. What this book is, is every single day for 31 days, you get to look at the name of God in one way or another. And so today on day 16... Uh, The name of God we're looking at is the power of God. And I just want you, I just want to read this. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long, but I will read some highlights here that I want you to think about. Because as we, as we get towards Christmas and we look at the birth of Christ, Jesus, our Lord, um, you know, it's really easy to look at the baby in the manger and go, oh, he is just a baby. He's so cute, isn't he? Um, But you know what? He grew up. He went to the cross for us. He died. He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And the next thing he's going to do is come back, just so you know. He will come back. He did all that other stuff, and he is on his way back. And some of us may be blessed to be with him when he comes back, um, because hopefully the rapture will take place. We'll be up there, and then, you know, next thing you know, the... The, I'm trying to think of the right word. I don't know if it's the right word, but the consummation of all American history or, or world history will be fulfilled, right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 reads, it says this, but to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. How much power is in a name? If you're a Gates, a Buffett, or a trump, your name holds power from not only what you have done, but the amount of money you've earned from doing it successfully. Uh, but but would saying any of those famous names stop a crime from being committed? Question mark. Okay. By the way, I will tell you this book was written in the eighties, so this is actually a like I said, it's an old book. So this wasn't written recently, <laughs> but it is interesting the names that that, that are in here. Years ago, during a senior class picnic, a student named Pete and his friends had wandered off from the rest of the group, even though they knew the area had been the scene of recent crimes. In the deep woods, the wanderers were startled by members of a gang. Suddenly, there was a flash of a knife in Pete's face. I tried to speak the name of Jesus, but I couldn't talk, Pete later told the church youth group. All I could do was think of the verse, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, First John 4.4. 4. Pete continued, don't ask me to explain this, but the minute I thought that verse, the guy with the knife started shaking all over, nearly dropping the weapon. He took about three steps backwards and said, "You just got lucky. I'm in a good mood today, and I'm going to let you go with that." The gang members practically ran into the bushes. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been other stories I've heard that are very similar to this, um, and all this. But there are four things. I think. I think it's four. Might be three. Yes, four things. Four things. So, if you got a pen, write this down. You might you might want to write this down. Four. Four things about knowing the name of Jesus as the power of God. It says here, there's something supernatural about the name of Jesus, whether it is thought or spoken. His name is the personification, nailed it, of power. <laughs> In a word, Jesus's name means mastery. Paul introduces us to this idea when he writes that Christ is the power of God this god given power draws its strength from Christ's sacrifice and victory on the cross which transcends any human power there are numerous words used in the greek new testament to describe christ as the power of god first jesus is our miracle not only does paul refer to christ as the power of god in 1 corinthians 124 but he refers to christ as the son of god when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit in his letter to the Romans. Romans 1.4, the Greek word translated power in these two uh, passages is dunamis from the word which we get dynamo. The basic meaning is extraordinary force or supernatural power. Because the word describes that which is above the ordinary, it's also translated miracle in the new testament see mark 9 39 acts two twenty two, and first corinthians 12 10. in fact it would not be at all inaccurate to translate first 1 corinthians 124 as christ the miracle of god for in him is the is the consummate and ultimate manifestation of the supernatural jesus is not only our power he is our miracle Second, so the first one is miracle. Jesus is our miracle. Second, Jesus is our mastery. Paul told Romans believers, for all authority, power comes from God. John has this to say in his gospel, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right or the power to become children of God. That's John one twelve. The Greek word translated power in, in these texts is exousia, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right because I don't speak Greek but you know anyway the basic meaning relates to one's privileges or personal rights but also encompasses a person's a person's influence or sphere of control including his mastery i.e. his control or authority so when the disciples said who is this man even the wind and waves obey him Matthew 8:27 They were amazed at how far Christ's mastery extended much further than they had realized. Later, he transferred that very power to his disciples when he said to you, when he said, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Okay, so Jesus is our miracle. He's our mastery. He's he's our power. Number three, Jesus... Uh, is our might two greek words um is sh- it's just sh- <laughs> i don't know how to say it sorry it's it's spelled i'm not sure if the i or t it's i-s-c-h-u-s And Kratos, describe the sheer strength or might of Christ's power. Um, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians refers to Christ's coming in his glorious power. Okay, it's an I, I I-S-C-U-S. Nothing will be able to withstand him, but who will be able to endure it when he comes? The Old Testament prophet asked in Malachi three, three, two. In Revelation, worship is offered to the Lamb, who is worthy to receive blessing and honor and glory and power. That's that word, kratos or kratos. Revelation, uh, kratos describes the aspect aspect of the Lord's might that is so intense that nothing can withstand it. One man-made comparison might be the power of a laser beam. The light of a laser is so concentrated that it can penetrate any object. In Christ we encounter the concentration or the fullness of all the power of the Godhead. See Colossians 2 9. His might is beyond comprehension. And then lastly, finally, Jesus is our magnificence. Luke tells us that Ah gripped that gri- Jesus now Luke tells us that awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power when Christ cast, cast out the demons in Luke 9.43. The word here for power is megalitios, <laughs> or something like that, uh, <laughs> which means magnificent, uh, majesty, or Superbness. Here Christ is pictured in his irresistible power, a majestic mag- magnificence that embodies his entire being. So Christ is not only our miracle, but our mastery, our might, and magnificence. Those truths encourage us as we face the uncertainties of this world. First, wherever we go, whatever we do, Christ's miraculous power can happen through us. It may be the miracle of telling our story of faith or the miracle of helping someone who's in need each day can be a a day of miracles. Second, we can be assured that Christ's mastery is more powerful than Satan. Uh, We are in control of our day because because Christ is in control and he dwells within us. And third, we can face each of today's potential battles knowing that Christ might precedes us. The battle is not yours, but God's according to second Chronicles 20 Verse 15. And finally, we have the joy of living this day saturated with Christ's magnificence. Anticipate seeing his beauty everywhere in creation and circumstances, and even in relationships with others. A hug from a friend, a breath of fresh air, a sunrise or a sunset uh, all will remind us of the magnificence of Jesus. So, You know and this isn't even the full devotion here by the way there's another there's prayer in here and um, and other stuff but as we consider Jesus you know and who he is let us not just think that he is that little baby in a crib right or in a a manger but he literally came from heaven down to earth to show us the way (laughs) if you're as old as me you know the song going through my head right now and he used so much more. And here's the thing, I, the last thing I want to say just to encourage you, and that is that we live in such a wicked and perverse generation that the media and even Christian media often take their eyes off Jesus. We don't think about Christ. We think about the conspiracies, or we think about the conflict, or we think about the controversies that are happening all around us. The problem is that's Satan's ploy to get our eyes off Christ, right? Right. Um, it's a challenge. It is a challenge to live godly life in this wicked and perverse generation. And so I just want to encourage you, remember what God's word says in Hebrews, to fix your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and you were that joy that was set before him. Uh, because he loves you so much. And am I doing something I shouldn't do? Probably. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so think about Jesus during this holiday season, a.k.a. Christmas season. And, um, and just know that here at this show, uh, we want Jesus to be the main thing you think about. When you think of Bible News Radio, we want you to think about Christ. And when you think about Heart Tug International, the goal here is to... tug your heart towards jesus because he is the only person that really matters really when you think about it right bareface? okay i think he's ready
1: um right (laughs) me there we go um
0: and there's two of us
1: yeah i just wanted to tag on to that yes you know fix your eyes on the author and You know, finish for our faith. I was reading Colossians this morning that sometimes religion can take our eyes uh, off of Christ. You know, being preoccupied with do not touch, do not handle, do not taste. You know, Paul says that these, which all concern things that are passing away, but set your minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So even religion with its rules can keep, take our eyes off of Christ. If it's all about don't do this, don't do that, and this, and and rules that can become a preoccupation that eclipse and replace focusing on Christ. Anyway. Right. So I just wanted to say amen and add scripture to scripture.
0: Amen. Well, that's why why we're married. (laughs) You guys want to know what it's like to be married to Randall? I can tell you it's a bible study in the morning it's a bible study in the afternoon it's a bible study in the evening um it is a lecture about greek hebrew and aramaic occasionally um a battle of wits and bible memorization
1: i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> and um and and all, and he knows Everything. <laughs> the, no. He doesn't know everything, but it, it feels like he does sometimes. But anyway, um, okay, so do we want to get to our, our first story today? Indeed, we do. Okay, so uh, let's see here. I'm trying to, yeah, there we go. Okay, so the first story comes from ChristianHeadlines.com, and this is actually has been all over the media this week. You may have already seen it. Social media is erupting over the new uh, United Nations sculpture. <laughs> Some say it re- it resembles the end times beast from Daniel and Revelation. Here's what the article says. It says here, uh, and this is, you, I don't know if that will show you the image, but <clears throat> we'll, you'll show we'll it later, up. right? Yeah. Okay. If you haven't seen this, it is very interesting to say the least, and Randall's going to rant about this in a second here. A new sculpture at the United Nations Plaza in New York City is sparking up controversy because of its striking resemblance to the end times beast described in the biblical books of Daniel and Revelation. A guardian for international peace and security (laughs) sits on the visitors plaza outside the UN headquarters. The guardian is a fusion of jaguar and eagle and donated by the government of someplace in Mexico. I'm not even going to try to say that name because I don't know how to say it, so just so you know. Uh, the UN tweeted, quote, a Guardian for International Peace and Security sits on the Visitor's Plaza outside the UN headquarters. The Guardian is a fusion of Jaguar and Eagle and donated by the government of this place in Mexico. It is created by artists uh, Jacobo and Maria An- 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 Los Angeles and Angeles. Um, Okay. According to the Mexican ambassador to the U.N., Alejandro Murat, the governor of that place, I can't say, sent the winged feline sculpture last month to express the power of Mexi- Mexican culture to the U.N. With the purpose of demonstrating to the U.N. that Mexico has a powerful culture that can send messages through our artisans like 76 years ago, Mexico continues to be a guardian of international peace and security the ambassador said in a video message. Um, as reported by CBN News, pip- people quickly reacted to the sculpture on social media by likening it to the beast written about in the books of Daniel and Revelation. In Daniel 7, 2 and 2 to 4, the prophet Daniel described four great beasts, one of which is like a lion with eagle's wings. <clears throat> Daniel said in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me were the four winds of heaven, turning up the great sea, great, four great beasts, each different from the others, came up out of the sea, the scripture reads. The first was like a lion, it had the wings of an eagle, it added. In Revelation, the apostle John told of a similar beast to the one Daniel described. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. <laughs> they put revelations in there. That is so annoying Don't you to me. Hate yes, I do. It's not revelations. It's the book of revelation. But anyway, Revelation 13, 2 reads. Anyway, some social media users have also pointed out 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, and 3 when criticizing the statue, noting that the scripture warns that unbelievers will call for peace and safety just before the rapture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 to 3 says, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. And you know what? If we had time, we could go through YouTube and we could do a compilation of world leaders using those terms. Peace and safety, peace and safety, peace and safety, blah, 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 blah. Okay, anyway. So here you go. You see it now. There it is. Isn't it beautiful? Doesn't that represent peace and safety to you? (laughs) I, I I just get warm and fuzzy when I see that. I'm just like, oh, I feel so safe and peaceful. I feel
1: peaceful f- and secure. Yeah,
0: I feel especially with that look on the face. You know, <sighs> you know. <laughs> All right, Randall, do you want to? Um, you do you want to <laughs> you want to weigh in on this? I would love for you in the comments over there on YouTube to comment and tell us what you think if you're if you care. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and weigh in. Okay. It's Well, it's interesting to me that this you know someone when someone thinks of this artist in Mexico from Oaxaca says, "Oh, this this." Oh, that's how you say it. That's how I say it. Okay. Um The symbol. I'm
0: glad you know how to say it. I didn't know how to say it.
1: No puedo hablar una palabra en español. Don't forget to
0: like our channel on YouTube to like the show. Just yeah.
1: Yes, uh, we want you to uh, subscribe. Kind of glitchy there. And also remember to click that notification bell to get notified. All right. Um, Put that back up. All right. So, anyway, in times past when it came to symbolizing peace, it used to be a dove, a dove with an olive branch in its hand. Why? Because that goes straight to, um, goes to, yeah, I was going to, well, this will work, it's not the greatest screen grab, but in Genesis, Genesis chapter eight, um, you know, at the end of the flood, um, um, Genesis, um, chapter eight, verse eight, he speaking of Noah. Also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground, but the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned into the ark for him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put his hand out and took her and drew her into the ark to himself, and he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth, And Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So, in many cultures, in many ways, even within a few decades ago, uh, a, a dove with an olive branch in its mouth was the symbol of peace, because that was, you know, biblically, that was the end of God's judgment on the earth at that time, the end of the global flood, and his Um and the symbol the you know the confirmation that they could leave the ark and set foot once again on on land. So it was you know God's peace, his you know his wrath has been um subdued. I guess I don't know the word I'm looking for, and also it was safe to you know get out of the ark and set foot on land. So. That was a symbol of peace and safety or peace of security. Uh, the, you know, the dove with an olive branch in its mouth. That kind of continued on with the uh, Great Seal of the United States. Um, you may be familiar with it, you know, where the, there's an eagle, you know, the bald eagle, which is um, used to be pretty common in North America. And in its right talon, an olive branch, a branch with you know olives there, uh, young olives, and that's the peace side of the eagle. And the left side with the arrows in its talon is is war. And we talk about right wing and left wing. It's not the eagle's right wing and the eagle's left wing. It's as we're facing it. The right wing tend to be you know conservative strong military stuff like that and the on our left side thing was right eagles right wing is the olive branch the the times of peace and you know liberality so a little political lesson there as well but you know even even the great seal of the united states going back to 1792 there's that olive branch instead of a dove it's an eagle but you know you, you get the point And then we get into the 60s, well, actually 1958, uh, but became prominent either the peace sign. And and no, it's not a broken cross. Um, um, It's not a broken cross. Uh, There's an article on uh, Britannica.com. You can read about where the peace sign comes from, but it's really an anti-nuclear sign uh it was uh it was part of it was designed by uh, Gerald Holton for the British campaign for nuclear disarmament in, in 1958 so uh so that was um you know what became symbolic of peace is you know an anti-nuclear <laughs> symbol so we went from a dove with an olive branch in its mouth, which is the you know the appeasement, There's what I'm looking for of God's judgment and safety. You know, when you turn back to the earth, to an anti-nuclear peace means just nuclear disarmament. That's that's what peace is from a humanistic perspective, and you know, and now we've got um, now we've got this thing, this this this. Jaguar with um, with eagle's wings, and that's, that's the symbol of peace and security. And all that tells me that when it comes to real peace, whether you're talking the peace there in Genesis chapter 8, whether you're talking the peace of Ephesians chapter 2, Two, you know between jews and gentiles whether you're talking about the prince of peace the god of peace or you know peace with god and real peace on the earth um that's that is something that comes from god that's initiated by god man's peace is is just the lack of of nuclear weapons and now with peace and security is is this fanged beast uh with bird wings and no i don't think it's the the beast of daniel chapter 7 uh those you look at those and they line up with past kingdoms and a future kingdom of the earth and wait randall doesn't doesn't the winged lion isn't that doesn't that represent saint mark Well, well, yeah, but that's because the Gospel of Mark. We have the lion, the Christ, you know, the lion of the tribe of Judah with wings, because Mark's Gospel is short and is peppered with this Greek word "euthus," which means immediately, and it's and it's all about um, uh, you know the the immediacy of Christ and his swiftness and and moving, which Mark. you know uh emphasizes and so borrowing from biblical imagery and the nature of mark's gospel a winged lion has also come to represent um saint mark but historically winged lion goes back to mesopotamian babylonian and all the these winged creatures of of daniel and of revelation are worldly empires, they're, they're earthly empires of earthly leaders, and so anyway, I just want to say that as we read about in First Thessalonians, uh, what is it, chapter five? You know, when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them because uh, man peace and safety peace and security coming from humanistic origins is no peace is no security at all and i think this the, the, this sculpture epitomizes that the ravenous jaguar with sharp teeth and uh, and bird wings is is doesn't connotate peace or security to me whatsoever back to you stace
0: all right I'm back. Yeah, you are. (laughs) All right. So I... (laughs) All right. So now we're going to talk about the mid-teen pestilence. That is now what I'm calling... You know what I'm talking about. The mid-teen pestilence. Okay. You guys have probably heard that there is a new variant to the mid-teen pestilence. Um, You can quote me on that, by the way. Um, But have... So I'm just going to... How do I say this? I'm, I'm going to, okay. I will say it this way. Okay. According to Gateway Pundit, which is a very reputable online website, com, the CDC confirms 80% of the mid-teen pestilence cases caused by the Omicron variant in the U.S. are fully, you know what, individuals.
1: Omicron. Mm -hmm. Huh? Omicron. Okay. It's Greek. It's the letter of the Greek alphabet.
0: And 33% had booster shots. Okay. So the the mid-teen pestilence um, now has this new thing. And apparently most of the people who are getting it are, you know, people who've...
1: Been fully jabbed.
0: Yeah. Uh, So it says here... The US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported that of the 43 mid uh, teen pestilent cases caused by the Omicron variants, 34 people were fully, you know, what? Yeah, they were. Of those fully back then, those fully people, 14 people had received their, their booster shots, but five of those received their additional shots less than 14 days. Only eight people were unvaccinated who got infected with the Omicron variants, and one person's status uh, was unknown. Anyway, you know, I'm going to just give you my opinion for what it's worth. That may not be worth anything to you. (laughs) But you know what I'm hearing a lot of, and I wish that I could not hear this stuff because it's driving me crazy okay first of all just think about it how many people do you actually know literally what do you think right you probably know at least 500 people maybe I don't know if you're on social media you might know more literally everybody in my Facebook account I have met or talked to at some point so I literally do have these connections with at least a thousand people but how many people do you know right how many people are close to you that have, you know, done what the government has suggested and coerced people into doing by fear and trembling. Um, I know quite a few. And just like the flu shot I don't get, because I don't get the flu, and I have a relatively healthy immune system, I don't see it. I personally don't see a need to get this protocol, let's say. The problem is that I know a lot of people who have, and I know people that know people that have. And it is amazing to me how many people I'm hearing tell me that they know people who've died of heart attacks uh, or now they have a permanent heart problem as a result of it. Um, You know, brain tumors are side effects of this, brain issues, brain neurological disorders are part of the issue there's over a million people who have been they that have had injury because of that (laughs) you know this is the biggest clinical trial in the world um that people have been dealing with and you know you you just you have to stop and, and step back and go Is there any other vaccine out there that has gone through this type of trial where they have added 10 gazillion boosters on top of it to make it more effective? Not to my knowledge, but what I will say is I don't know everything and um, all that. And I think that we can be proactive with our health. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the the least healthy person in the world, but I wouldn't say I'm the most healthy people in the world. But, um, you know, I'm pretty active. I play pickleball a lot um wash your hands you know i mean the the old protocol when they, this thing initially happened was wash your hands people stay you know away from people um and so it's hard for me when i hear loved ones and family and friends tell me they they just found out somebody died or whatever and and it's associated with this um it's really hard for me because i know if you look at the puppet masters behind the scenes who are trying to decrease the world's population and to control the world's population and you, you understand end times Bible prophecy where the antichrist wants to come to power. He's going to control the whole world. We're under a server, a surveillance society as it is, you know, um, it is it is it's it is crazy and yet i i will tell you cuz you know the, one of the other stories we pulled was there's now a question about a federal vaccination database coming our way okay is it coming in 2022 possibly uh, according to this hr 550 It's being referred to as the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act. Um, That's easy for me to say. So according to prophecynewswatch.com, this is what it says. Have you heard of the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021 yet? If not, you need to get up to speed right away because there's a very good chance that it's going to become law. In the House of Representatives, this bill Uh, was only debated for 40 minutes, and then it was easily passed. Every Democrat voted in favor of the bill, and they were joined by a staggering 80 Republicans. Now the bill goes to the Senate, and it's expected to have similar support there. You can find the text of the bill on the website, actually, if you go to congress.gov forward slash bill forward slash 117th Congress forward slash House bill. You can just search, actually, 550 text put in HR 550 and you'll be able to find it on congress.gov. But anyway, if you go to this, to the text and read it, it says like this, like many bills that go through Congress, it has been written in a way that makes it very difficult for ordinary Americans to read and understand. Well, first of all, how do you define an ordinary American? (laughs) I would say I would define an ordinary American as somebody who is brainwashed by the mainstream media, number one, and number two, who doesn't think critically because they they weren't taught to think critically, uh, and or the older generation who has been taught to think critically, who cares about their rights and they understand that we have a Constitution, a Bill of Rights, and a Declaration of Independence, uh, who are out there trying to, like, warn the world about what's going on. But anyway... This, this, this actually goes on to say, so let's start with money allocated by this bill. Near the very bottom, there's a line that allocates a whopping $400 million for this new federal vaccination da- database. To carry this section, to carry out this section, there's an authorized to be appropriated $400 million to remain available until expended. But to get any of that money, local jurisdictions all over the country are going to have to agree to certain data standards. In other words, information that's collected about vaccinations is going to be standardized all across America. In addition, local jurisdictions will need to agree to, quote, exchange data directly or indirectly with immunization information systems in other jurisdictions. So, if you move across the country, a local health official would be able to pull up a vaccination records from any state that you have ever lived in. How convenient! When Congressman Van Drew was asked why he voted against establishing a nationwide vaccination database, this is how he responded. Quote, this bill is another attempt by House Democrats to extend their government overreach by tracking unvaccinated individuals and recording personal health decisions made by the American people. There is no reason that $400 million in taxpayer dollars should be used to fund a program that creates a database to store citizens' private medical information, Regarding vaccination status, this majority in Congress is doing everything in their power to seize control of Americans and exert federal control in every aspect of our daily lives. Unquote. If this bill gets passed by the Senate and signed into law by Joe Biden as expected, it is going to take some time before it's fully implemented. But once it's fully implemented, officials all over the country will be able to determine exactly who has been vaccinated and exactly who has not been vaccinated. Needless to say, that would make enforcing various vaccine mandates infinitely easier. Nobody will have to come to your home to ask if you and your family have been vaccinated. They will have everything that they need right on their computers, there will be nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. And you are going to have to be compliant year after year if you want to continue to enjoy the, quote, privileges that are given to those that are fully up to date with their injections. For example, right now, Americans are considered to be, quote, fully vaccinated for COVID when, if if they receive two injections, but Dr. Fauci is already telling us that it's just a matter of time before the definition of fully vaccinated changes. And you know, it's funny to me, not funny in a haha way, but actually very sad to me. Um, well, it's not funny. I mean, it's actually good. I'm happy. I have so many friends that got the first shot who have told me there is no way, uh-uh, they will get the second. And so... You know, just saying. But then I also have friends. I have a couple of friends in particular who every time they get their booster shot, they let me know. And I'm thinking two and three years from now, they'll probably be dead, which I hate to say. But if if the other alternative media that I've been looking at is any indicator of truth, then what I'm going to say is that th- there are reputable doctors out there saying that the more of these boosters you're getting, the quicker you're going to D.I.E., just so you know, because they're behind, they, they want to reduce the world's population. Here is something, think about this, and I'm just going off on a slight tangent here. Um, yeah, you know, Nina, it's it, you're asking what happened to HIPAA. <laughs> Where's the confidentiality of our rights? That's a great question right there. See, we have no rights anymore, you know that. Um, but have you guys heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Stones? The monuments in Georgia. Have you have you heard of this? Look it up. It the Georgia guidestones are kind of like a mini. Um, what do you call it? Randall the Stonehenge. Stonehenge, yeah. And if you go to Georgia, which is not far from where I live, actually here in Tennessee, but if you go there, they literally have these stones that are they look kind of like the Ten Commandments, I guess, you know, they're really tall, they're on concrete, and in there, they have the plan to depopulate the world, to unpo- to reduce the population of the world, that's part of their plan, it's like the number one thing on there. <clears throat> these, knuck- the, I'm going to say that, I was going to say these knuckleheads behind the scenes, the, you know, the puppet masters who are ruling the world
1: people doers
0: yeah they they really are they do exist you know they do exist unlike santa claus who doesn't really exist but you know these people really do exist you the federal reserve you know they're <laughs> and like i was telling a friend of mine it's like the evidence is right there i mean I remember in the 80s when George Bush Sr. Uh, was talking about the New World Order. And everybody was like, the New World Order. And then Bill Clinton, he starts yapping about the New World Order. Oh, and just as an aside, I just have to throw this in. Just as an aside. How many of you are aware that Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton, it has made the news recently because she is now offering a master class, true story, on YouTube. And in her master class, she is going to teach people about what it's like to be resilient and to overcome and she starts out this master class by reading the speech she was going to give if she actually won the election to President Trump, which she didn't. But it's like, okay. <laughs> and there's another article we're not going to get to, but you can look it up. The, that the, Hillary is scared that Donald Trump is going to run for president in a couple of years. And wouldn't it be super awesome if we had a rematch between her and him? <laughs> Look, I don't trust Donald Trump. Okay. I've said that for years. I've said it. I'm not, I didn't jump on the Trump train. I know that some people hate me for that, but <laughs> I did vote for him because I didn't want to vote for her. So. Um, but, yeah, the fact that she's offering now a master class, you know, that you can watch. You can learn from the deviousness one, the queen of deviousness herself, you know. It's, <laughs> although, I do have to say, <clears throat> I would still personally love to meet Bill and Hillary in person. I just think, I, if, if I can meet any current president of our day, I, I mean, George W. Bush, he's kind of a goofball. But, honestly, if I could if if I got a phone call from Bill and Hillary Clinton's press people to, to do an interview with them I would, be, I would be like I'm on it man I am on it I totally want to meet the Clintons because they are two of the most charismatic evil devious people who have ever walked the face of the earth and I just wonder what it would feel like to be in their presence like just to if i would feel the evil ooze out of them i don't, I don't know but i i just yeah i just but anyway you got to give the woman some credit i mean she is quite quite the former first lady and secretary of state and stuff and you know shadow president to bill um But anyway, all right, well, back to this article here. So it says here, Dr. Anthony Fauci said during a CNN interview on Wednesday that it's only a matter of time before the definition of being fully vaccinated against COVID-19 changes, of course. Fauci's words came in response to a question from CNN host Kate Bolduin, who asked, is it a matter now of when, not if, the definition of fully vaccinated changes Uh, My own personal opinion, Kate, is what you said is correct. It's going to be a matter of when, not if, Fauci answered. Of course, the definition of fully vaccinated is not going to stop with the third shot or the fourth shot. The CEO of Pfizer, Dr. Albert Borla, recently stated that he believes that we are going to have an annual revaccination. It says here, I did make a projection months ago that the most likely scenario is that we will need After the third dose, annual revaccinations against COVID for multiple reasons because of the immunity that will be waning because of the virus that I'm sure will be maintained around the world for years to come and also because of the need of variants that will emerge. I'm more confident right now that this will be the case than I was when I made the projection. I think we are going to have an annual revaccination. I don't know how we're going to call it, how we're going to call it, but will be an annual revaccination that should be able to keep us really safe. In other words, you're going to have to get injected every single year if you want to keep your fully vaccinated status. Well, that's assuming you don't die from it. In his most recent blog post, Bill Gates said that he believes that the COVID vaccine and flu vaccine will eventually be combined into a single yearly shot. In a couple of years, my hope is that the only time you will really have to think about the virus is when you get your joint COVID and flu vaccine every fall. If Democrats are successful in getting the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021, who comes up with these names? Anyway, push through the Senate, health officials will will soon have access to the vaccination status of every single American citizen. So they will know exactly who is complying year after year. Needless to say, this is the sort of big brother technology that I have been warning about for many years. This is the writer of Prophecy News Watch, by the way. At one time, the privacy of our health records was something that was sacred in this country, but now all that is being thrown out the window. They want to be able to punish those that are not complying with their mandates. And once the system is established, life in America will never be the same again. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know, uh, Randall, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Because if you don't, I have one more story to talk about.
1: Um, my camera's not cooperating again, but... Oh. Um... Uh, so we'll just get my voice. That, yeah, it was as was pointed out uh, in one of the chats. Um, I guess it was YouTube, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. What about HIPAA? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever happened to HIPAA? Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, confidentiality between you and your physician, and maybe people that they need to talk to, but now. With this shared information across, not just physicians but jurisdictions, you know, any state of the union, I'm sure it's going to be. That's like the
0: Patriot Act all over again. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's going to be every province and every country and every county, whatever. Uh, Yeah, well, no, just with a few keystrokes or maybe the scan of your hand. Uh, You know, whether or not you're compliant to the annual, the annual jab. And um Yeah. Um I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised and <laughs> Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm also excited. Yeah. Because uh look up for our redemption draws near. Just saying.
0: Yes, and Nina, I agree. She says if we allow this, we deserve what we get. Well, you know, here's my thinking on that. I think God's judging America and the world. I know a lot of people don't want to look at that and go, oh, yeah, God's judging the world. But I think he is. And I will tell you um, that, um, you know, I've been reading a lot in Ezekiel and Jeremiah and other books like that. And God is serious about sin. You know, I mean, think about it. Jesus came to the earth. We're going to celebrate Christmas soon until they ban that. Um, but the whole reason he came to earth was to die for our sin, you know? Um, and, you know, if you follow Julie Roy's reporting uh, on her websites and stuff and on Twitter and various things, there are a ton of ministries out there that are just falling by the wayside because of the corruption in the church. There is, you know, the Bible says that judgment begins with the house of God. It has begun and it has continued to begun. Um Yesterday, um, I sat in on a press conference about the Salvation Army. Um, th- and this is a, this is an interesting thing cause I can't, you know, I can't follow everything. I'm only doing a show once a week now, but there is a group called Color Us United. It's a small little nonprofit. It hasn't been around very long. It's only been around about a year or so. It, they started it this year. Um, but it came to their attention through, um, members of the Salvation Army that in the headquarters and in their teaching people that the Salvation Army is promoting critical race theory. Okay. So I'm not an expert on critical race theory, but if if it's tied back to Black Lives Matters and it is um and it's tied to trying to create some type of divisiveness in the country because it is it's part of the thing then this is not a good thing people okay um the the irony is that i mean i grew up in southern california you are taught prejudice okay i mean that's the bottom line you're not born with it you're taught it um if, if America was such a racist country, we wouldn't be America. There wouldn't be all these people coming from other countries here, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, to make a long story short, um, I sat in on this press conference with, with interest. There's about 17 of us in the meeting, so it wasn't even a lot of press people at this thing. Um, and so, this group, Color Us United, is they basically want the Salvation Army, to basically come out and make a statement saying that America is not a racist country because they have been promoting critical race theory in their their big headquarters. Well, what's interesting to me is that as uh, I, w- I was told yesterday, let's see if I have it here, that, and I didn't verify this number, but this is what was said during the thing, apparently people within the Salvation Army they got at least 16,000 people to sign a petition saying that they don't support critical race theory and they want basically the head of this Salvation Army to knock it off with with their training in this. But apparently the Salvation Army brings in approximately $3.3 billion internationally every year. Um the majority, as you guys can imagine, of the money that comes in for the Salvation Army tends to come in at this time of the year, right? At Christmas time, you you know, you got the guy ringing his bell, you know, put the money in and all that. So why do I bring this up? Because honestly, I get so sick and tired of hearing stuff like this because the Salvation Army was founded by a very godly person. Uh, and as the CBN news reported, one of the, their spokespeople said the mission of the Salvation Army is to preach the gospel of Jesus. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. If the Salvation Army is promoting critical race theory, they are not promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ, pure, pure and simple. Uh, Jesus came to unite us. Well, he did say that we would be divided as well, but the gospel every, anybody, every tribe, nation, tongue, language, etc is going to be in heaven. Um so uh so there is concern about that. There's this there's concern that if you have these big ministries that are promoting this stuff and it's everywhere. Um you know, I could say other stuff, I'm but I'm, not, I'm I won't right now. But what I will say is that you know, I want to ask you, if you have never donated to us here, you know, Randall and me, it's us. <laughs> you watch our show, you participate in our Bible studies, you get our text messages, you're on my email list. What I can tell you is that the donations you give to us, Heart Tug, it goes to help us literally fund what we do. Um, and we are by no means self-sustaining at all, not even remotely close. Um but what we do is what we do. It it is who we are, you know. Um, and if you need, if you want to donate to a ministry that's that's discipling and encouraging people in their faith and all that, consider us. You know, I mean, we're not we're not the Salvation Army, but people have gotten saved watching our show and through the discipleship stuff and things that we're doing. Um, you know, I care. I care about the things of God, obviously. Um, and it, but it's heartbreaking because so many of these ministries that are big, 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 they're political, they're bought and paid for, you know, and this is just something I would tell you before you don't donate to any ministry. And this is just me personally. I would go and I would look up and see if they got one of those government loans from the government, because if they took one of these big government loans, um, from the government, I say government, then whose pocket do you suppose that ministry is now in because the government funded them? So if the government comes down and says, Hey, you know, I don't want you talking about, you know, I want you to comply with the, the, you know, the mid teen pestilence commands that we have going on here, um, with your people. I want you to begin tracking them, making sure that you take attendance of who goes to your services, blah, blah, et cetera. Then, you know, not to go there anymore. Because then you have the three self church in China, except under a different name in America, where the government is telling you what to preach and teach. Don't be dumb, in other words. You know, I mean, don't be stupid, people. You know, I mean, we're sheep by nature, but follow the money, follow the money, and realize the God of this world. That's all he cares about is power, prestige and money. And the God that came to save the world cares about your life and your soul, you know. um, So there you go. If you weren't here at the beginning of the show, I will tell you again, uh, starting next month in January, uh, we're going to be leading a new Bible study called How Do You Walk the Walk You Talk? You can't do this Christian life alone. Um, And so we're going to sponsor 20 people in this study. We're going to buy your books for you. We're going to do this study together. uh, And we will have information about that. I already put it out in my email. But if you're not on my email list, don't worry. Go join the email list. I'll put another thing in it at some point. Uh, We'll put a link to register on our website soon. um, And just continue doing what we do here, right? Um, If you guys also have any prayer requests or any needs let me know because um, I would love to pray for you. If you struggle with your Bible reading and you want to be in a, a, a Bible reading accountability group, I meet twice a week with some women. It's early in the morning, depending on where you're at. Would love to have you in it um, to just to be there to get that support um, because you're going to need it. You're going to need it in, in these perilous times, right? So, um, <clears throat> so consider that. I hope that something we shared today encourages you and as i started the show talking about jesus and the power uh, of his name um, let me just um, remind you again that jesus is all we need this is a book i got that great devotion out of it's called 31 days meditating on the majesty of jesus This will help get you into the word and it will help you to focus on Jesus because that's what this is about. It's about Jesus. Remember that old adage, Jesus is the reason for the season? Yes, he is. And he's not just the reason for the season at Christmas, but he's the reason for your whole life. Just so you know. (laughs) So have a good week and um, remember to be bold, stand up people, go with God because he loves you. And we'll be back, Lord willing, next week.